Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 1, titled B.S.O.D. Alright, we made it. We're finally here. The beginning of the end. The start of the final season of Person of Interest. And a very short final season at that. I've mentioned this before. But most of the Person of Interest seasons are 22 to 23 episodes. Pretty much all of them up until this point are in that range. This is only 13. So it's like absolutely a micro season by Person of Interest standards. So we're very, very, very close to the end. And oh boy, does this season start off really well. This is an excellent premiere. It's so, so freaking good. So, we start off, and we get this great opening flash forward. uh, Where payphone rings in the subway. It clicks on, and we hear Root's voice. Saying something along the lines of, Okay, so, I don't know what happened. I don't know if we won, I don't know if we lost, but it's definitely over. Whatever happened, it's definitely done now. And now you are alone. It's just you now. We have no idea what the you in this statement is. So let me tell you who you are, who we were, and how we fought back. And and while we're getting this monologue, we're seeing this, like, this shot of just the subway decimated. Just completely wrecked. Just completely, like, eviscerated. So, So we know something went down there. We know something happened with Samaritan. This escalated... To some point. But we have no idea what happened. We have no idea what the result of this Samaritan conflict is. We just have to watch the next 13 episodes to find out. We then go back to present day. And from this point on, this is just basically one giant ball of tension. And there's never, like, any point of release. It starts and then it just keeps... Going and going and going and going and going and going and going. Uh, You see Reese and Finch and Root all navigating throughout the city. All being swarmed by Samaritan agents. And all trying to fight and escape and lose their tails. And 
make it back to the subway all before the machine loses power. And it is exhilarating. It is absolutely freaking exhilarating. And it makes for some very cleverly done sequences. I especially love this one moment where Root is on the subway. And... (laughs) And Samaritan just starts, like, sending her picture around to everyone on this subway saying, Breaking news! There's a... There's a armed lunatic on the loose, a shooter just causing chaos, and just basically riling up the subway passengers against Root. It's a really great moment. It's a really great sequence that they handle so freaking well. Eventually, things settle a little bit. Eventually, they're able to get into certain holes. By the way, Reese is able to get Finch on the ferry. And this is a huge moment for Finch. This is a huge character moment for Finch. Because the last time Finch was associated with a ferry, the last time Finch got anywhere near a ferry, his best friend blew up. So, you know... It's a bit of a trigger for him, and we get this great, like, exploration of his PTSD, but eventually, like, he Reese is able to talk him on to the ferry. They get back to the subway eventually. <laughs> I especially love this moment. Oh my god, this is so stupid. Where this one guy is just down there at the vending machine, just trying to get some snacks. Not knowing that this vending machine is a secret, (laughs) is a secret passageway to their hideout. And Reese just goes up and punches him. (laughs) It's like, yeah, uh, sorry. Bam. (laughs) And then they just go into the subway and leave this guy. And the, the, the freaking little candy bar that he was trying to get just falls out of the vending machine after they go in. (laughs) Oh, it was great. Oh, it was so freaking good. It's such a funny moment. Uh, But Reese goes out to get Root. Oh! You know what? I'll I'll leave this for later. I was about to mention some Fusco stuff. I'll leave the Fusco stuff for a little bit later. Uh, But Reese goes out to get Root. Reese goes out to find Root, because she's still in the wind. While Finch tries to fix the machine. While Finch tries to figure out what the hell's going on with the machine and try and get her to a place where she's not half dead. Unfortunately, the machine's a bit too eager to get out into the world, and as soon as she gets plugged in, she immediately starts to try and decompress herself when she definitely does not have enough room when Finch definitely does not have enough room on his little dinky computer to hold an all-powerful super AI. And this, like, Finch basically is like, no, 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 you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. 
rips the power supply from the machine, which causes an explosion, knocking him out, and causing this big fire. So the machine is... And by the time Finch gets up, by the time Finch wakes up and puts out this fire, it's spread pretty far across the table. So there's a chance, there's a decent chance that the machine is just fried. That the machine is just a big hunk of computer parts, and that's it, Samaritan just won. Now, while he's doing this, and confronting, like, the half-dead skeleton of his creation, uh, we were seeing these flashbacks to the moment when Finch decided to have that machine, have that initial code we saw, like, back in Season 2 in the days before the machine freed itself. Back in the days before everything reset. We saw this excellent introspection of Finch in the flashbacks of the moment where he decided he was going to put in that piece of code that caused the machine to dump its memory Every night at midnight. That caused the machine to dump its memory every single night at midnight. And it plays out so well. You see Finch, like, getting genuinely scared at how much the machine is starting to care for him. You see him wrestle with, like, should I do this or should I not? You see Ingram, like, just rip into him, like, no! Like, you... You're creating an, a, a super AI that's, like, actually benevolent. You're creating a super AI that actually has our best interests at heart. Because you're making it, it will have our best interests at heart. You're doing something good, and it can do so much good for the world. Why are you limiting it? Uh, you see him talk to Grace in, like, very coded language. And Grace is like... Follow your heart. And then there's the very, very obvious horrible hypocrisy that Finch's father died from Alzheimer's and he himself said the moment he actually died was the moment when he started losing his memories. So he's basically saying, I'm going to kill the machine every night at midnight. That's basically what's going on. That's basically what he's deciding to do. And you can see he's genuinely struggling with this. At one point, when Finch has the code built in, has the code ready, and is just deciding whether or not to execute it, you see the machine literally begging for her life. It's heartbreaking. It really, really is. And you can see Finch, like, just being so torn with whether or not to do this eventually he does and then immediately he changes his mind boots the machine back up and realizes that the memories are already dumped and he's just like oh like he just killed his creation he hobbled his creation it's really really effective flashbacks and you could see him kind of reckoning with that decision now that he's faced with a machine that's entirely crippled that's almost like on the brink of death essentially his daughter on the brink of death like you sort of see him wrestling with that decision like 
I don't know, maybe if I initially, like, didn't put that in, maybe if I let the machine continue to grow at the pace that it was, maybe she would have stood a chance against Samaritan. By the way, worth noting, this is the first episode where Finch says she, where Finch calls the machine she. He's using the proper gender pronouns and actually seeing the machine as a person. Like, this whole experience has kind of transformed how he views the machine. Oh, but it's so, so well done. Uh, Meanwhile, Root is trying to get a new identity from a former associate. And she worms her way in and is like, give me a new identification, give me a new ID, give me a new ID. He gets her a new ID and then is like, you know... The people that were chasing you, and that my men stopped when you came here, we couldn't find anything on their phones of who they were. They definitely weren't cops. You say they're black ops. Well, one of their phones rang, and I answered it, and I got an offer, and I accepted it. And then Samaritan's guys come in, kill our crime boss, kill Root's associate, and then tries and captures Root. Reese shows up at the last possible second and saves her. And then the two of them just eviscerate Samaritan's goons. In the, in the midst of all this, Root learns that Samaritan has installed malware in every single desktop and laptop That is, like, logging every single keystroke everyone puts in. And if anyone finds it, they'll just think it's NSA. That's what these guys are doing. They're, like, trying to, like, purge this NSA malware that they think is NSA malware, but is really Samaritan. And it just keeps booting up and booting up and booting up. Because again, Samaritan. So Samaritan, if it wasn't full-blown spying on everyone before, it's certainly full-blown spying on everyone now. And just before Root and Reese leave this place, uh, they pick up like 300 PS3s. These 300 PS3s will come into play later. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, Fusco has a subplot throughout this episode. Uh, He is sort of dealing with the aftermath of watching Dominic get killed and Elias get shot and probably killed. We still have no idea what happened with Elias, but he's presumed dead at the moment. We just don't have any confirmation. Fusco comes back, and there's, like, an IA, an FBI investigation into this. Fusco's being interrogated, and he's like, look, there was another shooter. There was a sniper. Uh, the sniper killed Dominic and, uh, and Elias. I don't know where they came from. I don't know who they were. This, of course, shows up on Samaritan's radar as, uh, here's a witness of the correction, maybe. He calls Reese and Finch and is like, hey, what the hell's going on? And Reese is like, okay, look, um, don't ask me why. 
but you really need to shut up about the sniper thing. Or you will become a target, like, immediately. Don't play along. Let things happen. We'll deal with it. But just stop talking about the sniper. Stop talking about the sniper. And so Fusco stops talking about the sniper. And then, magically, the FBI pulls up some ballistics evidence. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, It was your gun. So, I guess we believe that Dominic's, Dominic's guys crashed into your car with a truck. Then they freed Dominic. When, uh, when you tried to apprehend him, they pulled a gun on you and you killed Dominic in self-defense. Uh, so you're a hero! Yay! Well, you're back on the force! IA guy is not convinced at all, and he's determined to prove that that is not what happened at all. And he has a heart attack because his pacemaker fails. Reese shows up and is like, "Hey, uh, what a what a nice little coincidence here. What a nice little coincidence that this all wrapped up good." Uh, nothing to see here. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely no all-powerful super AIs trying to cover up their mass murder. Nothing at all like that happening. Okay, bye! And Fusco's now trying to investigate this himself while Samaritan is monitoring him and seeing that he might be a possible threat. And Fusco's now, like, severely distrusting Reese, by the way, in the midst of all that. That he's, like, not being kept in the loop. And that Reese is very clearly, like, knowing more than he's letting on. Like, Fusco is now deep in the woods on this correction business. And then... Our recent root storylines, like, all that kind of comes together. Everyone's back at the subway... And Root next her plan to save the machine. By creating a supercomputer out of our 300 PS3s. They basically stack them all in a row, turn them all on, like reprogram them and all that. And basically have them all working as power and storage. For the machine's decompression. And they enact this plan. And they have this big, like, AC massive blast cooling off everything. And then the decompression starts. Immediately things go awry. The consoles start overheating. The AC is not enough to cool them down. And they all start, like, kind of exploding. Reese, like a badass, goes outside and gets some liquid nitrogen and just blasts the consoles with it. That's enough to cool them off as the decompression finishes. And now everyone's huddling around the computer going, Is is the machine alive? 
And the answer is yes. The machine turns on. The machine is alive. The machine is working. And that's the end of the episode. That's how it starts. That's how the season begins. Oh boy, get ready for some insanity. Get ready for some massively incredible stuff going into these last 12 episodes. My god, it's so, it's so good. This is such a great final season. Anyway, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push my button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 2. Talk to you then.